What's going on, guys? Um, Eric and I are going to start doing this little bit uh, before the podcast, before we get started with things. Um, we're going to see how it goes. I thought it'd be a cool little addition to the podcast. Just kind of getting a little candid um, before perspective on um, Eric and I going into a podcast. Um, believe it or not, there is thought behind this. This isn't just something we sit down and do, even though sometimes um, we do say that we just sit down and do it. Um, we really try to save stuff up for you guys throughout the week. Uh, Eric and I go, you know, a week without talking and well, a week, a week without talking super in depth about anything. Um, but then um, once the podcast is about to come up, we'll start throwing ideas at each other and um, it kind of just morphs into this really cool um, podcast that we got going. Um, it's really good to be doing this again. It's really nice to be able to um, kind of share some ideas about um, our lives and um, it's just, it's really cool. I don't know. My brother's younger and it's, it's nice to be able to kind of talk indirectly to him. Uh, then it kind of gives him the, op um, I feel like a lot of people sometimes, um, they, a lot of people don't like to be told what to do. So it, it kind of gives more than just my brother, uh, ideas on, on whether or not, geez, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. It allows them to make a choice. And um, making a choice has never been so important in uh, the world that we're living in today. So um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to hit up Eric. And um, hopefully we can give you guys, I don't know, really cool perspective for the day, for the week. Respect. Is key. Here is a story that I'm about to give that was my absolute boiling point with yesterday. Oh God, let's hear. It. I had, I had a great day plan. Every Saturday for the last three weeks, I've been off roading. So yesterday, I woke up early. I uh, woke up at six, went to work to go do a project for one of our clients at work. And um, you know, I made I made some money, made some cash, whatever. And um, I that hardly ever happens. It, that's actually probably the first time I've actually committed to a project. And got paid for it in cash. Usually it's a Venmo. Now the reason why it's cash is kind of important because it leads into the story. So finish up the project for the client. All goes well. All goes according to plan. And um, we head out to go off-roading. And it's about 12 in the afternoon. So um, we head across town. About a 30-40 minute drive. And uh, we grab fuel before we go out there because... All of our vehicles are trucks, and you drive across town, and half the tank's gone. Right. Why not? Safe so, and sorry. 
we fill up because we know that we have quite the journey ahead. And um, we went inside and bought some snacks, and I came back out to my fully filled vehicle. And uh, I'm getting ready to hop in, throw my snacks in there, and then I hear a guy say, excuse me, sir. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And um, he was like, do you, do you speak Arabic? And I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't. And so he's like, in broken English, he's speaking to me saying, hey, I just, I really need, I really need cash so I can fill up my car so I can get to California. Me and my family rolls down the back window and his wife is in the back seat crying with their two kids. And I'm, of course, I have cash on me because I just did that project. And um, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like I'll spot you, you know, uh, I'll spot you a tank. I, how much is it to fill your tank? And he's like 130 bucks. And I'm like, I'm like, with today's gas prices, I'm like, I guess it makes sense. He's driving. Now, this is another thing that I blew past me. He's driving a brand new Yukon Denali. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, probably needs $130. Being a nice person, I give him 150 bucks. I've never, ever, ever in my whole life given money to anybody. But with recent circumstances, I'm like, I need to be a good human being right now. Yeah. And I'm like, I will do this for you and your family. And so I give him the money. And he says, it's a part of my culture to give you a gift if I receive a gift from you. And it's just, I'm like, okay. So he pulls off a ring and he hands me this, this gold ring. And I'm like, okay. I'm just like, you know, whatever. And he's like, please. He's like, I need another tank of gas. And I'm like, I just gave you $150. He's like, He's like, I need two to get back to California. And I'm like, I don't have any more cash. I'm like, I, I'm like, I can't give you any more. I'm like, let's talk to my friends over here and maybe they can help you. And so I wave down my buddies. And as soon as I wave down my buddies, the dude drives off. One of my friends looks at me and he says, no. And he's like, that's a fake ring. And I'm like, I look down, look at the ring and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I just, I've, I've been so caught up with recent life changes, just trying to be myself and be a nice human being and trying to receive some good karma. I just like overlooked some bad people. And bad people exist. And I had just been absolutely scammed by this dude who didn't need $130 to fill his tank. Right. And I just like felt like an idiot, man. I felt like an idiot. And it just that I let it affect the entire day. Hmm the disrespect was just like, I don't understand it. 
I don't understand it. Yeah, it's uh I see I, I can't even think let's, of terms on that. Let's put it into another uh form. Okay. Um but Liam said that these kids don't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. And I don't know why I got so instantly pissed. It's just so unbelievably disrespectful, in my opinion, to not do that. Yeah, um, I, it's such a controversial topic when it comes to like taking a, a knee or not standing for the, uh, the national anthem or the Pledge of Allegiance or things, you know, along those lines, it's a, you know, it's a tricky conversation to unpack, unpack because you and I, I have tremendous respect for the United States of America. You know, I'm very blessed and very uh, grateful that we live in this country that we live in. Um, and there are some people I can understand their anger and you and I were brought up in a household of, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. And something I've always told you since like the get-go is respect is a huge thing for me. I'm like, if you don't show respect to me, I'm not going to respect you. It's a two-way street. We're human beings. You know what I mean? And so when, when people don't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, there's several things that go through my mind when I see that or someone tells me that. And I, I don't have all of the information behind it. I, I don't. Um, I can understand or maybe the reason is anger. But then at the same time, I just think people have maybe lost their gratitude and their... Um, the privilege of what it is to live in America. You know, there are countries out there that have laws like at the end of the day, people might not think it, but we have a pretty free society. Of course, there's going to be rules and laws and regulations in the constitution that we must follow in order to maintain a democracy or a free society. But then at the end of the day, some people don't fully understand that and that's why people could be angry and they just don't understand the what that what that really means um so yeah I, it's it's just a weird kind of it's a difficult topic i guess you could say to talk about thinking about it you it it shouldn't be 
in your mind, right? When you think about it right off the bat, it shouldn't be so controversial. But when you break it down and you look at both sides, it's so opposite. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, for me, it makes sense, but <laughs> I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't tell you what's going on in, the, in other people's minds. I, I don't have that, that, the answers for that. I just don't. That's what people will say, try to find the balance then, huh? You know? Yeah, it, that that's something easily said but hardly done. Right, it's finding the balance in any, anything that you do. Yeah, yeah, that's tricky. Um, we're dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> what a great start to a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean it's. It's tough because that is a it's that's I think that's a topic that people try to necessarily make a black and white issue. And I don't know if it is a black or white issue. So that's why I'm struggling to talk about the topic because for me and my human being, I think everybody should stand and respect our flag and respect the country that they live in. If you are a U.S. citizen, you respect it. That's just respect, right? There are people that have died fighting for our freedom in our constitution you know there might be things that you don't like that are said in a in the pledge of allegiance but that is disrespectful i mean at the end of the day it is factual that you know god bless america that is what our country's founded off of has Times changed? Probably. Sure. 100%. But it's just so, it's such a tricky, you know, thing to sit here and describe and to, res you know, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yikes. I, I've been listening to that, the Jocko podcast recently, and um, I just, there was like this one story of, um, I, gosh dang it, I should have researched the name. It's episode 310 of Jocko podcast, and um, it was one of the most like moving stories I've heard in so long. And the, the the man painted the best picture of how it all went down. Sure. And I I need to buy his book because his book sounds great. Like, 
I've been trying to get more into reading. I think I said that last podcast. But, oh my gosh, there's so much wealth within books. Anyways. The... Dude, the guy grew up in Mexico. And he started when he was like 12 years old, I believe, farming with his dad, um, harvesting crops. And it goes through his whole life, his whole life story, all the way up to becoming a NASA astronaut. And it's like one of the craziest, most motivating, like, stories I think I've ever heard. It's just amazing. I highly suggest everybody listen to it. That's, I don't even know this man, but I respect this man so much. Just because of, like, he was just true. He was just a really good dude. He was very, very real, true to himself and his family. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, that was amazing. Super motivating. Yeah. Yeah. What did they, <laughs> what was the, it was just an episode or have you just been, that you listen it was, to? He was, so Jocko Podcast is, is the podcast name and Jocko Willink and Echo Charles are the hosts and they mm. had a special guest on for this oh, episode. Okay. So it was like three and a half hours long, but yeah. worth the listen. Yeah. What did you like about it? It just. Like, within that three hours, three and a half hours the podcast was, like, completely. Dude, it just, like, changed my whole outlook on perseverance. Oh, yeah. You know, you think it was, like, I thought my perseverance level was at the highest it could be. And then I listened to this story, and I'm like, oh, my God. I am giving a half of a percent of what this guy gave for like 40 years. Yeah. It's like this guy gave it his all for every year, every day, every second for 40 years. Like, yeah, just crazy perspective gained from that. Right. Perseverance. You know, that perseverance I have I I sit there and I think about the the kind of perseverance it takes to do certain things in life so or um, certain I I should say what certain careers what they persevere through right immediately I, my first thing I think of is I'm just like the Navy SEALs. I'm <laughs> Dude, Jocko Willink is a Navy SEAL. The perseverance. I, I sit there and I think to myself and I say, yeah. I've persevered through. <laughs> this is going to sound very bad, but I say I've persevered. You know, I feel like I've persevered through a lot of crap. But then I, I sit there and I think. I've persevered through my own hindrance to my own abilities. If that makes sense. You're going to have to elaborate. 
So every stress-inducing element to my life, I have either A, caused it myself, or B, it's really not that stressful. It just takes a fraction more thinking, right? I also go back and I think about this. You know, related to to golf, we talked about that for, you know, a couple of podcasts ago. Now that you talk about perseverance, I think, oh, let's let's take a look at Tiger Woods. Arguably one of the greatest golfers of all time, right? What kind of training did he have? Granted, this is sports, but I this is an example that I could give. His dad was a special operations I think he it, special operations in the army in the Vietnam War his father the mental strength that he gave Tiger was unprecedented right not only this but Tiger Woods went and actually trained with Navy SEALs because Every documentary I've ever had or every inter- or I've watched or every uh, article I've read regarding Tiger Woods is if someone else can get in your head on the golf course, granted, this is golf course and I'm going to relate this back, but if someone else could get in your head on the golf course, then we have an issue. If no one else can get in your head, then you can't get into your head. It's persevering. You hit a bad shot, you could get pissed at yourself can you persevere? Now, this is in the grand scheme of things, this is golf. Related to me, there's one very particular um, particular moment in my life that I can remember that I felt like the stress, I've never experienced so much stress in my life and I've never had to persevere so hard. And this, And to this day, I still feel that in my personal life. It was, I was learning a Mozart opera Recitative, never ever have learned recitative before. And I got cast in this before winter break. They told us to practice over winter break, but my abilities as a musician, I told myself, I don't need to do this. I've learning music isn't hard. I just have to put the words to the pitches and to the rhythm. It's a cakewalk. I've done that before. Easy peasy, you know, no worries. Well, it was an Italian. It was a full Italian opera. I've never really done a full Italian opera before. And I've never done recitative before. To this day, recitative is probably one of the hardest things that I struggle with in my career is recitative. I showed up to the first music rehearsal and I didn't know anything anything this was the first music rehearsal everybody was singing they went down the line and started singing through the opera and i was sitting at the end of the row like shit damn i royally fucked myself here really bad because not only was it just the music director in there that i highly respect and i could still call a friend to this day and i've worked with them still but everybody in the school of music was there. Everybody. Now that made me have a very bad reputation. And I, I'm not 
kidding you when I tell you I went home and I grinded to learn this stuff. I There were some times I lost my voice. I grinded so hard because I told myself never again. I went into my car and I literally almost broke my center console. I was so mad with myself. This is, again, this is so small to, comparative to like a Navy SEAL and what they have to endure. They have to, you know, contemplate taking or saving a life. You, I don't even, I'm not, I, the amount of respect I have for individuals who do that is, it, I, I just have a very big amount of respect for that. Because you just see, and it's like that, <laughs> those, the, the people who choose to do this, they have to persevere <laughs> getting shot at. <laughs> when this story you just told, when, how long ago was this? This was my, uh, my junior year. So it would have started the fall of my junior no, this would have been my sophomore year. My, what did my fall of so the sophomore year. I have to ask questions. Yes, please. Thinking back. Thinking back, what did you learn? What did you learn from that? You know what, I, from that experience, and I've had other experiences in undergrad that I'm not, you know, proud to admit that happened, but from that experience, I told myself that I must be prepared. If I want to be the best at what I do and the best at my craft, I have to prepare. So if that means speaking the text, then speaking the text a hundred times before I even start singing it. Because I know the music is not the issue for me. It never has been since I started music. The text is what's challenging for me. And the character, those are the things that are challenging for me, not the music. Nice. So for me, I have to tell myself I need to work on the character, have a complete understanding of the word for word translation because at the end of the day I'm I'm an actor I'm an actor that has extensive vocal training <laughs> I, that's what right. it is right. so I have to understand that text so well and speak it because I'm not a native Italian speaker nor am I French or German so right. for me I've I have to speak it. And I've spoken so much Italian, Italian now. I don't know the Italian language, but I've said so many Italian words through the songs that I've learned that Italian now, I can read Italian and have it pretty, it sounds like I'm an Italian. And I, you know, these are the tools that I've gained. French is not that way for me. German is that way for me, but French is not because I've avoided French because I'm not a very, I'm not a big fan of French melodies, um, even though they're gorgeous, it just doesn't suit who I am. Uh, but I, what I've really learned is that one must practice and not try to, uh, 
put it off to the la- procrastination. Oh my gosh, I've yeah. had so many lessons in procrastination over my <laughs> educational career. And did that did that have any sort of uh, trickle down effect into your personal life? Is there anything that you had to change or wanted to change in your personal life because of that experience? Hmm. I just, I'm trying to read how deep this sat with you. Because sometimes you just kind of fix the problem within the problem and nothing else changes. Which, you know, that, that's normal. But I was just wondering if maybe I think there's I, any translation. I think I did. And, um... Mm-hmm. Music has always been a really funny thing because it has always come second nature to me. It, it, it It's um like every ounce of my being is music. Yeah. And I got myself in trouble in an arrogant kind of way. Yeah. And okay. that really taught me to not be arrogant in that kind of way. Now, as I've gotten, you know, that was my sophomore year of undergraduate. And as I got further, arrogance came up in other ways. But in terms of, in terms of that, I've never been the kind of person that likes to be told, we've talked, I don't like to be told I can't do something. Or if I am not necessarily really good at it, I just don't do it. But with this, I love music so much that I'm willing to put up with the things that I don't necessarily like to do. I don't like to sit down and um, speak the text over and over and over and over again. I've Now I've gotten to the part where I enjoy it. I'm finding joy in doing that because I know it's going to be- benefit the end product. Right. And through that lesson, I learned that that's what you that's what one must do if we're you're going to be an opera singer it is there is no ifs ands or buts about it you have to do it it's like music maturity yes and and not only is it a must but it adds to the end product like i just said previously in terms of the musicality of it if you right. know what you're saying you're able to communicate. I mean, that's what we're doing. We're here yeah. to s- opera singers, singers yeah. in general. They're here to serve a serve the music, the poet. You know, right? Not ourselves. Not what we right. think. Oh, we're so You're- great. We're opera singers. That's not what we're here to do. Listen to my voice because it's so gorgeous. No, you need to listen to the music. And the best thing we can do as singers is make that music, you know, what it deserves. And the only way you could do that is by speaking the text, having yeah. a complete understanding of it. And I got myself in a really bad place towards the end of my undergraduate. And now I'm starting to reel it back in is I was so, I was so worried about what people thought of my voice and my voice technique that I I completely got away from the text, um, the, um, the musicality of it. Right. And just, you honed in on like one area, but kind of just missed or forgot about. Right. And 
my professors at Manhattan School of Music, they keep telling me, they're like, Eric, you're too, you're too like this. You're too in a line. You're too stick. You're, you're you're too bop, bop, bop. You're too rhythmically correct. You're, he's all my, and they're just like, let that go. Let that go for a second. And when I do, the results I get, they say, this is what you should be doing all of the time. Yeah. This is a, yes. They're just like, this is a standard. You can't go below this. If you start getting yourself in that regimented kind of rhythmic stuff and not not showing like holding a half note for exactly two beats, you know, that there is something that needs to be musically correct, (laughs) but it goes beyond that. Because if I just sing it like this, Mm -hmm. that's not going to do anything for you. You're going to be like, wow, nice. (laughs) It's not going to resonate with you as a human. It's not going to, you know, we, all of my professors, we talk about this kind of this place because it's connecting, you know, human to human. So I've really learned to get back to get back to that and the memory memorizing stuff starts coming and it just it just it seems like less work but you're actually working more. Yeah. And it's so it's such a strange feeling because us as human beings, we want control. Mhm. It's hard to let go of control. It is the hardest, and especially with someone like me, it is so hard to let things just work themselves out. It is so hard for me. I'm like, nope, I need to know exactly what I'm doing. I need to know exactly what this is doing. And if it's not, then I need to get it back in track, back on track. Because that's how I, you know, how I managed my whole educational career, my college career. I had everything yes. in a calendar, <laughs> you yeah. know. It's and it's not just, it's not just you. It, yeah. I don't know if you said it's human beings, but it, yeah, yes. it's human beings. And it's like, I think that has to be instinctual. That has to be an instinctual thing that we don't just share with other humans. But I mean, look at animals, man. Look at lions. Yeah. They control. And when they lose that control, you know, they fight for it. And as you know, I I'll relate this to what I said earlier about a black and white. I've told you this before and I I well, I've talked to you about it. I think there is something about finding comfort and having a yes or no answer black and white people find comfort in that because at the end of the day and this and these are my own opinions and anybody who is free to disagree with my opinions but i truly believe that we live in a world where there are no black and white answers there are certainly black and white answers on some things but majority of the society and the world that we live in, there is no black and white, you know? Now, there are some, like the 
I hate it when people say the math's not mathing. I'm just like, yeah, that's the that's the kind of world we live in. Math, the maths, math is black and white. <laughs> Biology yeah. is black and white, but there are other things that aren't black that's, and white. That's a very good point. That's crazy, actually. That's our crazy. Mi- our minds are not black and white. Maybe we only use what's the percentage? You said it on one of the podcasts. I can't remember what it is. Four percent of our brain. We use four percent of our brain. That's I need I to fact check myself. <laughs> I feel like I use 4% of my fucking brain. Um, I do like that you said, uh, I never really put that into perspective. You know, 2 plus 2 gives you an answer. Life, life gives you no answer, Eric. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. How's oh that my. looking? So it oh, says, we actually use 98% of our brain. No. <laughs> well, this one said 100 billion. I'm like, oh, well, I was really wrong. <laughs> 100 billion percent. Yeah. <laughs> According to a survey, for, this is a Medical News Today article. According to a survey from 2013, around 65% of Americans believe that we only use 10% of our brains. Isn't it weird that you have to use your brain to figure that out? The what's that? Like, you have to use your brain to figure out that percentage of how much of your brain you're using. Yes. <laughs> how how can you even tell? How do you even know what the brain's capacity is, and how can you put a percent on it? Honestly. <laughs> well, this article. I don't know if any of these are right, but this one says two point five million gigabytes is the brain's capacity. Oh, that's dig- Eric, you need to get off. I, I, I do. I'm. <laughs> We're not right. gonna find that answer. I know. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that could that could be so wrong. That article was basically saying it. That's a myth that we only use ten percent of our brains. But I, I don't know. Just I'm not scratch that. Right. We're scratching that. Going back to the the black and white world. I just. I just don't think we live in a black and white world do you think we ever did no so then why do we keep talking about it when do we because people want answers people want people want comfort in an answer it's like finding that balance man yes that's just i don't want to get too like deep yeah, but I'll just say this. That's why people have religion, faith. That's why people don't. God damn it. <laughs> My video. <laughs> um, But anyways, golly, this is a. <laughs> That's a doozy, Bobby. Yeah, this is a deep freaking podcast we need to lighten it up i know what should we talk about <laughs> all right we need to be so, we need to change our category from comedy <laughs> to, <laughs> to self-improvement health and wellness health and wellness <laughs> um so 
I, I, there was some what go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead i was gonna talk about my off-roading adventures i okay yeah well, go, go, go go for it again okay um, that's fine <laughs> <laughs> the uh i did have some fun out there i can't deny that um but there was it was how do i explain it it was a jog. It was a jog to get to where we needed to get to. And it was... This was the most difficult off-roading session that I've had as far as uh, technicality. Hmm. I was not expecting what we did. It was some of the most impressive... It was very impressive to see... The ranger doing what it did yesterday. Ooh, Lord. We were crossing over boulders, man. Boulders that were like four feet tall and like six feet long, three feet wide. Big ass boulders. Oh, Lord. It was very scary. When, when you're leaning so far over that you feel like the ranger's gonna flip over and you can't like you're sitting more on the door than you are your seat like that's scary, scary. <laughs> i'm like dude i can't afford <laughs> for this thing to flip over oh gosh i got aaron stuck in a spot where i almost had a mental breakdown I got so worried. His Tacoma is so badass. And I really thought that was the end of the Tacoma because you you remember that video of uh, Ken Block drifting over uh, the ledge right above water? Oh, and yeah. And his back tire yeah. is over the edge? Yeah. Aaron was not only over the edge, but he was only on two wheels he got high centered on the edge of this cliff on his rear diff and I was the one leading him down the hill and it was all on me for misguiding him and I was like dude I'm gonna start to cry <laughs> I was like I don't know how we're gonna get this guy out of this situation. Dude, we were there for another like 40 minutes trying to get him unstuck so he didn't roll into the ditch. Yeah. Man. And after that, I felt so mentally tired. Once he got down, I was like, we're done for the day. <laughs> That's all we're doing. <laughs> I'm gonna it was scary, man. I'm going to drive home with tunnel vision now. <laughs> yeah. Just cold as fuck. Just <laughs> can't. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was intense. That is scary. That was only a four out of ten. Ooh. That trail was only a four out of ten. Wait, there like, are ratings on the trails? There are, yeah. Are these designated off-roading trails? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of neat. 
I thought yeah, you were just going cool. out there like you were hunting or something, just random roads. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, there's oh. like legitimate like off-road trails out here. Man. Pretty cool scenery. We passed uh, like a mine, like an old, I don't know what kind of mine, gold mine usually. Sure. You go in there? No. Try to find some gold? Nope. <laughs> I would have. I was like, I'm like, my luck has just not been the best these past couple days. <laughs> I'm just like, we're just going to abstain from getting crushed by a mountain. Yeah. Damn. So, but it was cool. Yeah. I also did something Saturday for the first time. My roommate and I, Tyler, my roommate and I, sorry, we went out and (laughs) for the first time, we actually went out. It was Saturday. It was actually pretty nice here in New York. It was sunny. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. It was on the colder side, but it was really nice. And we said, okay, well, we're going to, let's do something. So we wanted to go down to a grocery store around the corner that we haven't been at in a while, just to check it, check prices and see if that's a place that we could get food. I love grocery storing with with like a partner. Yeah. Just Um, the best. Get grocery or <laughs> look at the prices just quick, just in case we needed something quick. Hmm. Well, we get in there and we're thinking automatically, well, these prices are way too high on the sure. next door. So we yeah. go to the next door. Anyways, so we did that. We made our way back. We hung out. I thought, you know, I did some work a little bit and, uh, uh, of course, video games, YouTube, TV, just whatever. I was just chilling. Then around like 6 o'clock, I would say, we decided we want to go back out because Tyler had to go to some store the downtown. And um, uh, <laughs> we were there for a little bit. I told him, I'm like, I'm only going to go down there. I'm like, let's actually, I said, let's go down there, get like a drink, get a Guinness, get a beer, we'll get a little ah. brewski from, from a bar. If we yeah, go down there, frosty it's just, boy. right. It's just one, whatever. Yeah. So we go down there. We walked for like an hour trying to find a nice pub because this was the same area I went to when I visited him seven years ago. Um, Holy moly. right. So we were trying to find that place again. And so it ended up closing because of COVID or I don't know if it was because of COVID, but it was just seven years. It just closed. Yeah. So we found this other place um, and we walked around for like an hour, 32 degrees outside, freaking cold Good as Lord, balls. Man. Oh, it was cold. <laughs> so, we, so we finally found a place, sat down, ate. And um, the big thing was we just wanted to get a Guinness because we had had one at a friend's house and we both agreed that it was it was pretty good so we just wanted to get a guinness head back home we ended up getting food too because the story this, is great at really the, evolving <laughs> at this point and it's not going to have a very happy ending just by the way um wow. <laughs> i'm building it up okay. for a disappointing ending um <laughs> just let you know now uh but at this point we're hungry so we just said we're going to get food. Whatever. Yep. Um, We get our Guinness. We get our food. We go back. It's like an hour and a half train. It's not an hour and a half. Like an hour 
ride back. Mm-hmm. But what we realized is that area was super fun. It was so fun. Things were open late too. Everything closed at like three or four o'clock in the morning. Up here, everything closes at eight. And we're in New York City where we are at. Interesting. And so we were saying like, we really should get out more because I, I, we've talked on the podcast. I don't do anything in New York, but last Saturday we, you know, we went out and it nice. was fun. It, it, the nice. meal wasn't that expensive for myself. I got a burger, which was technically, it had two patties on it, two slabs of cheese. Um, it wasn't very big, but, and, um, cheese curds and a Guinness 40 bucks. And that includes tips. Wait, 40 bucks? 40 bucks, including the tip. So my grand total was 40 bucks. You're oh, like, yeah. that's way too expensive. <laughs> it was like, holy biscuits, Bobby. I haven't spent 40 bucks on myself in a minute. I mean, that's... But it's worth the experience, I'm sure. Uh, that was probably the cheaper places you're going to find in New York. Ooh, looks like you're coming to visit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that had to on Google. You know how it has the like the money thing on it to see if it's expensive. Yeah. Add two dollars dollar oh. signs. So it okay. was kind of it wasn't the cheapest, but it was not. Yeah, you know, it wasn't the most expensive right in the middle there. Yeah, there was a place I went to in Denver that just specialized in burgers. They had like, they weren't just like regular burgers. They were just, they were like more, what would you call them? Uh, fancy, fancy burger. Sure. Fancy <laughs> they were burger. like, they, they were fancy burgers. And um, whatever burger I got, got like, I had like bacon aioli. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. It's on the sweeter side. Yeah. Um, and then it came with uh, a bowl of fries, like like a medium size like mixing bowl you'd have in your kitchen. Oh sure, that size fry. Loved the place. It was amazing. <laughs> I I will admit I instantly shit my pants. Like I was still at the restaurant. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was uh, that that aggressive of a meal. <laughs> oh no! I couldn't even like leave the restaurant. I didn't even finish eating, man. And it was like, ah, oh, shit, man. Let it all go. <laughs> Super efficient metabolism. Um, if you were wondering, <laughs> I will say, are you sure it's not your little bowel syndrome, IBS? I don't even know, man. <laughs> I will. I mean, s- go anyways, ahead. Yeah, we don't need to talk about shit anymore. <laughs> Go ahead, but what, what what shit story do you got? I was gonna <laughs> no. I was after this. We ate at this place. Instantly, we got out of the restaurant, dude. My <laughs> gut had that empty feeling that in it. Not. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Panic. Where is the nearest fucking just, toilet? <laughs> just no, because when I, dude, I had the instant feeling of like. Almost like a bunch of like gas bubbles were just sitting <laughs> in my gut. Eric, you're <laughs> going a bit far. 
things. You're like, maybe this is your... Wait, we never heard the end of the other story. Oh, yeah. The end of the story was we need to get out more and do more things like that. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But, I did. I got to finish this, man. God damn it. <laughs> so, I... The whole train ride home, I was probably wider than a ghost on that train because I did not relieve anything at the restaurant. Goodness gracious, bro. So just the whole time I was sitting there, I'm like, (laughs) I got home instantly. Four flights of stairs. Four flights of stairs. Ripping up those bitches. At this point... I didn't have to, nothing happened. Uh, I didn't feel like I needed to go to the bathroom or anything. Just absorbed it. Yeah. And so um, time went on. I was watching my uh, Netflix show. I brushed my teeth, getting ready to go to bed. And then I just started freaking acid reflex, bro. I kept tasting those freaking Ooh. cheese curds in my burps. Oh, oh man. I'm so sorry. This is too... Okay, we need to move on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what in the fuck just uh, happened? Yeah. But, yeah. The combination of food was probably not the best. A Guinness, a stout, a stout with... I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Eric. We're getting old. Ugh. Yeah. You know what? Getting old. I was running late to class. I don't know if I had mentioned this in a podcast or not. I was running late to. It wasn't a class actually. It was a seminar that was mandatory. I and it was on a weekend too. So I was completely in weekend mode. Brain. I wasn't thinking about classes or what I needed to right. do. And then I get a notification on my phone because I put it in my calendar that I had this seminar that I needed to be at. On the day of? On the day of, and it usually notifies me 30 minutes before I need to be there. Well, <laughs> it takes me 25 minutes to get to the school. <laughs> and that includes walking. Give yourself five minutes of time. <laughs> that's, that, that's walking to the train God. station from my apartment and then from the train station to the school. 25 minutes total. Uh, that, my stress levels dude, are heightened. My, Five minutes was taken up because I was in my bed in my pajamas. Hadn't brushed my Uh, teeth. Nothing. So I had to get changed. (laughs) I had to throw a hat on. My goodness. I had to get changed and I had to brush my teeth. Boom. Five minutes. Gone. Like that. So I get there literally at like Let's just say you needed to be there at four. I got there yeah. at three fifty-seven. I Cruising. Ru- I was running from my apartment to the train station, and then from the train station to the school. Running. What's that? What's that distance? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. It's not very far. Probably total, maybe half a mile. Combined okay. from my apartment to the train station, maybe not I was even ready for like three miles. No, no, no <laughs> you should have. No. You should have said three miles. Five. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then I get there at fifty-seven or fifty-eight. It was like it was close. Yeah, hadn't even start. No one was even in the freaking lecture no. room or whatever the seminar place. There was a big long line because we all had to sign in. 
So it didn't even start until like 4.05. Yeah. I got home. Yeah. Instantly when I sat down from running, I knew something was off about my knees. Whole time I was sitting in that seminar, my lungs were burning, bro. Just burning. Oh, God. And then I had a cough. Because my the I was breathing in and out of my mouth as you like when you run you know you, you yeah. start panting, so then I my the back of my throat was and my vocal cords were all irritated, and it just shows proves how out of shape I am. I then get home. I sorry, sitting in this chair, I instantly knew I'm like my left knee is so messed up, a bad, yeah. Walking back to the train station to come home, I knew. I was just like, oh, this thing is going to be. Next morning, that thing was probably the size of a softball. What the hell did you do, man? I just ran. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just ran. I took a picture, and I sent it to my mom, and, I'm, and I told her. Classic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mom, what do I do? She goes, Eric. You're 25. What the hell? <laughs> Jeez, man. She's like, your knee shouldn't be swollen because you jogged. Dude, think everybody else is trying to tell you you're out of shape. Gosh, I know. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're that old to be having knee injuries. I've always had a pretty bad left knee. And if I don't, yeah, I have a bad left knee. And um, (laughs) we need to make merch that says bad left knee. (laughs) Bad Um, left knee productions. Well, because exactly. Well, because I, you knew this, I ran long distance. I didn't run on any team, but I just, in my free time, I would run like three miles. And I think it, because I didn't know what I was doing. I just was running. You know, uh, and I think running on cement's not good for your joints, especially if you don't have muscle to support your joints, which I don't. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't do anything that is beneficial to my joints. I, I'm not working any muscles like I used to be able to. So my joints could kind of get through things. I just don't do that kind of stuff anymore. I need to, I need to. Even golf was helping with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, walking, walking fucking holes. Yeah, it was. And then just like carrying a, that sure bag you, too. Yeah. And you were warmed up. You were lubricated, ready yeah. to rip. Stretching, Dude. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you need to start taking some fish oil. But it's, my dad tells me the same thing. It's <laughs> funny because I think. When I, there was a point when I started, when I was golfing or hitting balls and I started lifting weights when I was doing that, dude, I sent the ball further. Yeah. I didn't, dude. I didn't think I was like, no, it doesn't have anything to do with golf, but Aaron, who I've been training with. Yeah. Aaron. First off. Aaron is crushing it at the gym. His lower body is like, the man's not far off from my strength. And he just started 
probably like a month ago mm-hmm. as far as lower body. Yeah. I've seen his upper body improve. He's probably gone up 15 pounds in all upper body movements in a month. Yeah. Which is, that's saying something. That's pretty good. But he's out driving. He's out driving his roommate, who is a very large, strong individual. He's like, he's probably your height, but weighs mid 200s. Yeah. Strong individual. And now Aaron's out driving him because, well, we think it's because he's been going to the gym. But yeah, golf yeah. is. I think it's all. You can use different kinds of muscles. You can use your leg muscles and your glutes to explode off the ground, which Tiger Woods did, um, or you can use your core strength, like Rory McIlroy does. And Rory McIlroy is probably one of the furthest hitters on tour because he uses his core strength, and that's what Tiger Woods is doing now. Um, and he's, he was hitting the ball past uh, Rory McIlroy this past weekend. But you can't <laughs> do that if you're – he's had so many spinal fusions, it's not even funny. Golly. So he says he's, he's got to do it in the right way. But anyways, I got to stop talking about golf. I just want to golf so bad. <laughs> Man, tell you what, I want to build my car so bad. I know, Bobby. I know. Uh, Speaking so, of cars, I have to go to Pennsylvania this weekend and start my car that hasn't been started in six months. Let's see. September, end of September. So October, November, December, January, five months. Fudge. Bring oil. You think it's going to start? No. No. That battery's going to be dead. That battery's done. You should have unhooked it before you left it. I know, but won't that, that, disregards the alarm system doesn't it nobody can drive it though you know you're saying take the battery with me you could have unplugged the battery and not there's not a lot of people that understand simple oh that's i guess i guess that's true (laughs) fun fact i found this thing online which i think i'm gonna buy it's a solar panel that you stick to your window and you plug it into your 12 volt and it prevents your battery from dying. I think that's a great concept. It worries me a little bit. Because it doesn't charge. It's not enough ampage to charge. It's like 1.5 something. I don't even think it's an amp. I think it's a watt. It just prevents your battery from draining from what I read from it. And all the reviews said, yeah, it works great. I mean, I got to try. Risk of fire is my first thought. Oh, risk of a fire. Ooh. That's a good point. I was just worried about that, you know, your cigarette lighter or whatever getting too hot. Ooh. Melting the plastic around it or something like that. And That's a good point. Well, I don't think it produces probably <laughs> enough ampage to melt it. I don't know. I don't it know. just makes me worried. I get all paranoid about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't. I could buy the thing. <laughs> Catch my car on fire, I guess. Then report it. Somebody lit my car on fire. Insurance claim, bro. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> That's risky. <laughs> um, But I think I'm probably just going to buy a cheap 60 buck battery off of Walmart's website. Get shipped to the apartment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just bring yeah. it with me. Crank it over. 
It's got 225 cold crank amps. That probably is enough. I don't know. I know, but I do need to get oil because there ain't going to be no oil in that thing. There's no Earl in it. <laughs> Earl. So I'll probably just order that off of Amazon too. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah. Doing have, that you seen those, have you seen those new Amazon vans? The electric ones? Yeah. Yes. Isn't the, aren't those Rivian? They look like a Rivian. I think they're made by Rivian. They gotta be right. I had some stock. That's why. Rivian. <laughs> that's why I bought Rivian sold stocks. <laughs> I sold them. Fuck me. Because <laughs> I read that you know the article Amazon is going to be introducing these Rivian, so I looked yeah. at their stocks. At the time, it was like. Point zero 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 one five cents. No, oh no. <laughs> when I looked at it, it was like almost two hundred dollars a share or something like that. It was enough for me to not buy any shares. Um, you can buy partials. That's true. That's true. I always forget about that. Um, but now since all those cars, the Rivian truck and stuff like that have come out, I'm, I just. Uh, not gonna bother with it i mean it is the future i would dead ass buy a rivian truck right now if i had the money i'd be you know, so dead ass they're fast as fuck oh my gosh <laughs> dude they make like the equivalent to like 800 horsepower they need to fucking chill their beans <gasps> I, I, the, the only thing i don't like about it is I don't like the full LED and the headlights, those circle things. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan of those, but I love the interior. I could look past the headlights and that bar in the front, and the back doesn't mind me, but the face of it just is not mm. super intriguing to my eye. But kind of dig it. It's not enough for me not to buy the truck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, dude, they're crazy, bro. They got a freaking golf compartment for your golf clubs. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> it comes with a freaking Bluetooth speaker. Oh, I that's, didn't know. That's freaking cool. And it charges. I, I think it's cool. I oh would never gosh. buy a Tesla, though. Oh, Talk about what? trash. Oh, my gosh. Didn't know you had such strong feelings. I'm, it was a joke. Oh, okay. I, well, I would buy a Tesla because apparently they're consumer reports are not very good they're not very reliable so interesting yeah i was gonna say um we got to figure out what company's making electric school buses because uh, like the las vegas school board just bought like 70 of them i thought they were doing what it, the propane 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 buses oh yeah they bought propane school buses not too long ago a few years back and now they're like oh let's do electric school buses way cooler way cooler way to spend our taxpayers money you know what we need to get rid of semi trucks Sem good lord bobby yeah they're the number one cause of global warming what are you trying to do here <laughs> <laughs> dude i scare away our casters bro <laughs> I'm joking. Relax. Oh my god, dude! I really want to come up with some merch. 
Don't you have somebody that has a t-shirt printing shop? Uh, I used to. They don't. Do I it found anymore. a website. I found a good website that we could use. Do they not do it anymore? No, it closed down. Oh, damn. Yeah, would have been too expensive anyways. Nah, we would have gotten that family discount. We would have got your mom on them. Just said, just do it. <laughs> gotten pick on it? Oh, yeah, he would have cracked the whip. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this an audio only? Yes. Fair enough. Yeah, I want to do, we want to definitely introduce the video part of it, but I just, since we're doing this, I th I think that we're going to have to record on a Saturday if we want to do videos, because it's probably just, it's going to take too much time to edit both for me if we're uploading on Wednesdays. So that'll give me Sunday to mess around with it. I wonder if we could, uh, I wonder if there's like an app through Adobe that records video and like logs it like the audio or I wonder if there's like a like an attachment sort of thing that you can like piggyback off of audition to add an audio segment Ooh, I see what you're saying so then it's all aligned wait a minute there is we wouldn't use audition the whole reason why we're using audition is because we can do certain things with the audio however right. There are programs that allow you to pick up audio and record a screen. I mean, that's what gamers do all the time. They're talking into a headset. It's, right. it's recording the audio and the video at the same time. But what I was thinking of doing is the the clacker thing that we got. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to use that. And I was going to uh, just screen record my screen. And then use a mic from my webcam or something like that. And then align my audio and then your audio. You don't have to do anything. It would all be from my computer. So it would pick up you and me at the same time. Hmm. So what I would do is I would just go into this full screen mode on here. Yep. And I would just screen record my screen then you could see you and me. So you don't have to worry about your audio lining up or anything like that. I just have to do it on my end. And then I, with our audio alignment we do in the beginning, then you're aligned. Right. So <clears throat> that's I was what actually, I was. I was telling them before we met up on the FaceTime, I was talking about, um, I don't know. I don't really care to, keep secrets from people as far as how we do things, you know, sure. they still got to put in the work to do it, but I was kind of giving them a rundown of what we do. Yeah. So That's I don't nice. know. I like to help where I can. Yeah. You know what? I also think, I think we should at some point record just a little s intro snippet. And every time we have a podcast, just put that right in the beginning. Maybe. Or just come up with a saying. Right. Because I think for new listeners, they're like, who are these guys? They're talking about off-roading. You know, it's just uh, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Sit down and listen. 
<laughs> you freaking little vagabonds. <laughs> what even is that? <laughs> Dude, a vagabond is like someone who is, they're kind of like homeless people. They're, they <laughs> they just kind of travel from place to place. No way. Yeah. You don't know. No, that's oh what it is. Oh my gosh, you just looked it up. No. I see you looking at your fucking screen. <laughs> that's what it is. I sing a, a song. A person who wanders from place to place without that's, a home or a job. That's because the, the thing is, is I sing a song with Vagabond, so I had to look that word up a long time ago. <laughs> Vagabonds? Yeah. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> Stop getting ideas in your head because now you're just like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, let's call everyone a vagabond. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's, that's like oh, freaking throwback, dude. That's like the guzzling. You said you're going to throw it back? No. <laughs> I said that's a throwback to the guzzler gang. Yeah. Fuck we, those guys. We can't. Whoa. What? They're probably the ones listening. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we have a loyal audience. Yeah. All four of them. Your mom yep. and your brother. <laughs> me and you. <laughs> and me and you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's uh, that's it, Bobby. We've been going for freaking an hour and 30 minutes here seven and a half hours gosh we gotta end this thing yeah alrighty well I'm gonna go and continue to contemplate the philosophy of life velocity of music velocity philosophy (laughs) philosophy velocity of music yeah velocity (laughs) viscosity viscosity is that what it is I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong yeah, viscosity. Viscosity, bro. <laughs> Vagabonds. This is Late Night Tangents coming to a close. Episode 8. I'll oh, catch you on the next one. Hey, I like that. <laughs> All right, bye.